Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music is on the air and in your ear. And once again, I am Moxon, and I got with me the king of the casters, as usual, Mr. Brett Podcast. Brett, you get the privilege of uh, introducing today's wonderful guest. That's right. And it's guests, which is awesome. I mean, I always love it when, when, it's, when it's a plural. And in this case, we have a wonderful band called All Day Sucker. And we have Jordan and Morty from it. And uh, guys, how are you today? How are you, fellas? We are good. Thank you for having us on. Well, I mean, we're super happy to talk to you guys. I got to say, I mean, Feel Better, your new album, which is coming out uh, November 10th, really soon. But it's great. I love it. Thank you very much. Thank you. I don't even care if that's true. <laughs> well, I've listened to it. I've listened to it like four times. So I mean, it, it, you know, take that as you will. But uh, that's, that's, that's three more times than our drummer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's right. been busy. Yeah. Well, and as as he should be. I mean, he, a drummer's got to work, right? Yeah, that's what they. That's what he says. That's what he. That's what he's or, complaining. Or, or get a pepperoni pizza, <laughs> or deliver a pepperoni pizza. So it's been a <laughs> it's been a little while since your last album. So how come how come the delay? Well, you know, we had to go out and get a pack of cigarettes, and and then we made a left turn, and we just didn't come home for a few years. Started another family, and then uh, you know we came back with the milk, and now we're 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 here to uh, to be the father you always wanted us to be. Yeah, you know, it just it, things take a long time. It takes a long time to to uh, to abandon a record. You know, we had the material, and uh, we had a lot more material. And you know, Jordan was in the Jordan did the Echo in the Canyon project uh, with some of our other guys, and and was gone for a while. I, I had you know DJ duties, and then we had. Or, you know, Jordan had his, uh, he can tell you about that. There's his... a thing called, uh, it's a little thing that happened to me only, which was a uh, pandemic. Yes, you know, yes. heard about it. Tragedy for you. Yeah, yeah it sure. made the I trades. Know. Yep. But yeah, so I had to deal with that. Um, and that slowed a lot of things down. It also probably got us to do it as well, because, you know, we were all down. We haven't been playing. And so we kind of motivated that last summer of it 1920 and started working you know at a safe distance to get the record going because normally it's at unsafe distances that we tried to work right and, uh, that really opened up a whole new field of of uh, not having to pay attention to each other which as any band will tell you with close quarters is is probably the best thing about being in a band is when you're not with them Yes, you look forward to those days. Yeah, you couldn't pay us enough not to show up at all. Oh my god, <laughs> really? Not at the podcast rate. No, you could you couldn't afford it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for sure. So, what is your? I mean, given that you don't like to spend time with each other, then uh, what is? Oh, we your, love spending uh, <laughs> time with each other. We just all the time. yeah. <laughs> No. What's your songwriting he was, process? He was talking about me and him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, of course. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, oddly enough, Jordan yeah. and I are actually help? across from each other playing Battleship. Yeah. We just look I like we're far battleship. away. We have our own computers, you know. Sneaky twin everything else. Uh, the process is always different. There's, um, There are the conventional sort of, you know, Jordan has music, and then I pair lyrics with it usually based on some dummy uh, lyrics over melodies, usually making fun of me, you know, and like make cases. demos and yeah. And then record stupid lyrics, making fun of him or whatever is topical that rhymes. And then sometimes for whatever reason they stick and he either uses them and writes around them and makes something else. Or yeah, if there's a good line in there, even if he doesn't know it's a good line, I'll be right. like, Oh, that's, Oh, you know what? That actually spurs the imagination to continue going down this thread and it might be something that I already had an idea for, but there was one good line in there that I, I thought was intriguing that wouldn't have occurred to me, you know, from there, or it's a complete rewrite, you know, or I come up with something and I'll, I'll call him, you know, in a panic on my thing going, here's the, here's the melody and here's the first line or here's most of it. 
And sometimes he writes me with complete songs and it, it's any process that works. We've been fortunate that we're um, very quick. We, we're very quick at finishing. I mean, records clearly take a little longer, but we're very quick at, at, at making songs, completing songs, figuring out what works for us. And then, you know, after we've been playing together since high school, so we've got a decent amount of time together where, you know, we can look at each other and just go, yeah, that, that sort of feels like, you know, one of the, our earlier songs and go, okay, well, it's a style, you know, stylistically that maybe, maybe that's sort of like whatever song that is. And uh, otherwise, and we're also, you know, we're very quick to, to say, ah, that sounds like somebody else's song. We tend to agree song. on what works right away and the, Stuff that's not great, we belabor until it's better until than it's not so horrible. Yeah, we usually say that, that we're like that's close a, enough. That's, so that's close enough for Alberta, and then we release. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's a not so horrible is a good name for an album in the future. I would uh, hold on to that one. Well, oh, the thing is, the problem is it has to be reviewed first. Because God forbid, mm. it's actually not that horrible, and then yeah. the things just say ditto. Right then, yeah, that's the one word review, and we don't want to do their jobs for them. Yeah, it's hard enough not doing our job for us. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's only there's only so much time in the day. You have to you have to plan it out. Yeah, especially if you're in Alberta, we're already hours ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's like December for you now, right? Gotta yeah. be. I mean, I mean, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I but, mean, soon enough it'll be Easter, and yeah, wow. Yeah. Let mean, us know how our record was. Yeah, tell us if we want anything. <laughs> yeah, we we both heard it. We both really enjoy it. So that's Thank it. You. That yeah. is us, like being in the future, right Whoops. there. Sorry about that. I didn't realize my phone was on. Uh, bother Canadians. Hold on. Let me make sure that's off. There we go. I didn't even know that was a setting. Wow. Oh yeah, it's an actual holiday. We don't in, tell you California. because California. Yeah, we, we you, you wouldn't. Yeah, to be yeah we're, we're we're tired of people saying sorry every time that we let them. We're like, why are you apologizing mm-hmm. to us? It's our fault. We just yeah, don't know any sorry. better. <laughs> so Jordan, you know, tell us then about uh, like when when Morty sends you this stuff, like how quick is it for you to kind of whip something up out of uh, his maniacal ramblings? Oh, well, I mean, I guess the bulk of it is generally me starting and going to him, but if it's like, I'm way slower. He's more of a, a a fountain where I'm a little bit more of a a trickle. Jordan likes spending time with his demos and my demos are like me clapping my hands and whistling and then going, here's the complete lyric, and here's what's going to work. And here, then he goes, all right, well, let's take some time. Let's let's process this. Let's uh, uh, articulate this. Yeah, I have to feel confident before I move on, because I know that once I let it go, it's going to go. But um, like there, on our last record, on Denim Days, we had a song called Quality Problems, where he called into my voicemail and just sang a verse of this song. And I liked it a lot. And he, I just took it, put it into the computer and the Pro Tools, and then wrote a chorus to it and sang whatever I was going to sing on the chorus, and then and played along to it because he has good time and and uh, I'm a great time. You're he's a wonderful time. I am great. I'm a good time. Um, and yeah, so I I added on so I get the demo somewhere is him on my phone with like you know a rudimentary groove and chords and then it skips over to the chorus with me singing and it's like the perfect hybrid. Yeah. Those are the fun ones. The fun's one where I go, I got this and he goes, I have something that I think would work with that. And then we end up with, you know, there's on this record, there's similar things like that. There's a few of them on this record too. I can't remember which ones they were. Um, if I look no, at the- like silent Island, the first one he said, he sings me this thing. And yeah, I, I did all the verse and the chorus. I basically, if you listen to the recording I sent him, it's that with, you know, no real music. And then he wrote the bridge and then, you know, then it bounced back and then it's like, well, how can we put all of it together at the end of the song? We are known for our playouts. 
Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we are very much. We start doing, and then we'll just do like an ads thing at the end. Yes, you know, we'll do like a little all day soccer thing at and the everything end. Everything kind of you, you get a little taste of everything that came before. Yeah, at the a end. little cascade of of previously heard uh, themes. You know, in three and a half minutes, maybe four. A but nice, a nice pop length. Yes. Well, that's you know, it's the idea of not not overstaying your welcome with something like that. You know, there, we're we're not making symphonies. You know, I, the milieu of pop music is its brevity most of the time. You know, Bohemian Rhapsody and Hey Jude, notwithstanding, those are anomalies. But you know, after a certain amount of time, you got to imagine you want somebody to want to listen to something a second time. You don't. You don't necessarily want to tax people's ears, you know, while they're listening to your record, so that it's like, wow, that was a lot. One of my Ooh. favorite quotes ever. I, it was a French aristocrat that was in given to so many other people, but it was. I looked it up once. He said. Um, Sorry for the, sorry for the long note. I didn't have time to write a short one. And that is just so true. There you go. You really got to edit and cut and cut and cut. And there, it's hard to cut. But then once you do cut, it's kind of exhilarating. And the shorter it gets and the more you prove your point, it's, it's fun to kill the babies. Yeah. I was going to say not to out us as, you know, radical lefties, but there's a lot of baby killing baby that goes killing. along with this where you know there was a song on on uh two albums back santa anna uh, three albums back something like that the, the second album where the bridge is chopped in half we had a whole longer bridge and then it was like i bet we can get away with just starting halfway through the bridge and and then you know i look back and i'm like wow i can't imagine doing it any other way but i remember when it was longer you know to me there's always that golden that uh that golden time of going oh we got it in at a reasonable length like you could listen to this twice oh, while yeah. doing almost anything even more so when yeah. you're writing songs and you go and you look and that course comes in at like 50 45 to a, seconds to a minute and you naturally you know you're doing it right it yeah just, there's like one song on this on the new record which is four and change and you know, I was sitting there going, how can we cut another 25 seconds out of the song of Sidewalk Hearts? You know, I go, that's and then I look at some of the stuff that's out there and I'm like, well, that's like a five minute, you know, there's like a five minute threshold now, 450. I go, we're still well under that with the fade. You know, I think we're still good. So, and it's not about, you know, this is, this is not about, you know, finding the Johnny Bravo jacket to, to put on the rock star, if, unless the Brady Bunch did not track in Canada and you have no idea what I'm talking about, but you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not, hold on, let me Google it. Um, yeah, you know, there, there's, it's just that there, there's, there's something rewarding to, to, to making pop music. You know, we, we have such a reverence for it. For you know, for all our reverence, we have such a, a, a reverence for well done classic pop music. You know, you almost can't believe. You know, you look at some of the Beatles records and some of the uh, um, Beach Boys and some other, and you just go, "My God, I can't believe everything in that song is." You know, a Kink song is like two and a half minutes. I know. Like, when I think back on it, I'm like, wait, like, you know, you could listen to Revolver while hopping on one foot. You know, that's <laughs> like, I mean, all like the long version, the UK version, you know, those aren't, you know, you'd listen to those songs and you're like, how did they get all of that? You know, how did they, you know, how did they do the stunts with such small hands? Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I, it's just so, it, it, it's, it's great when you can pull that off. I don't know that we've still ever exactly done that. I'm always excited when we're under three minutes, which yeah. is I'm probably the only fellow that's ever said that. Yeah. And that's what she said. Sadly. <laughs> that's what she, that's what she told the judge. Yeah. <laughs> Irreconcilable my eye. 
Oh boy. Now, uh, so I'm not tired is the new single and, and it's uh, one of my favorite songs on the album. Thank you. That Thank is, uh, it's definitely a lot of, a lot of fun. Like w- when you are coming up with these, like how many extra songs do you wind up coming up with? And then, and then when you throw them out, how do you decide like the best 12 besides the <laughs> fact that they're shortest? Well, this album in particular, I think we used, no, we have like three or four left over that we didn't actually record for this album. But, you know, be- because we're, you know, because we're prolific in that way, not in a self-aggrandizing way, because we're fortunate to sort of not stop. And I rarely sleep, which is kind of what the song's about, is that, you know, there's a certain mania to it, you know, because you sit around and you go, well, what if it, you know, what if one day this runs out? So you just keep, you know, it's like exercising the muscle. You just keep, you know, coming up with like, well, what if I just hum this in the shower? And then you leap out soaking with a thing going like, I can't forget this, you know? And, and so going into this one, we had a few others, but it started, you start seeing the shape of what the record is. Originally the record, so the previous oh, there's album. Like, there's like brother and sister songs. You'll have one song and then another song, they come in pairs and they yeah. kind of relate to each other, either musically or lyrically or the vibe, what comes together faster, what you kind of like the most. And then there's always, you know, some, well, we could do that. And then, you know, you'll bring something out of the past to kind of fill it out or other things. You just like, there's a couple songs we did. Like we didn't do it for this record, but sitting in a tree we did during COVID for this charity thing, which was supposed to be on three records and it never made it on that record. We love the song just didn't fit or didn't come together so um yeah that one and then and then uh i mean you know there's so many there's there's always the idea also of like the the idea of the of the previous record was kind of domestic bliss and friendships and good things and then you know things started falling apart in my own life while the record was almost done you know, all these these threads started to unwind and there were other mitigating circumstances in Jordan's life. And this record that was all about, you know, man, it's a happy and it's a, you know, you know, there's always going to be there's always going to be a certain uh, the other shoe dropped dark. Yeah. Dark things happen. And then in the interim, you know, we have a whole pandemic and, you know, some other, you know, uh, vicissitudes. And then this record was potato soup for those listening. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Jordan will take a leak. It is a, um, it was to be sort of the, uh, the record about, you know, licking wounds. And in fact, that's how it got its title. It was just, everybody was going back and forth. Jordan and I were going back and forth with the title when we were pretty much done with the record. And I had one idea and then he was going back, and then maybe we'll do a lyric, and then and then I he got COVID. It it's in the text. I, yeah, I was, he got COVID twice. And he might feel better to me, and then goes, and then Christ back. Wait, <laughs> that's a good title. I went, ooh, that's a good title. <laughs> you know, it, it felt like a platitude. Like it felt like just something you you know was like you know there was some death in our immediate families, and there were some things. And after a while, it was just like we kept kind of going back and forth, going, well, I hope you I hope you feel better. Feel better. Okay, feel better. Okay, feel better. better. Yeah, feel better. And I just went, you know, with all the rubber soul and pet sounds and, you know, these two word titles that just felt there was something kind of nice about these, you know, these these two word title things. I could sort of see them stacked or next to each other, you know, all all of these all of these records. And I went. Yeah, you know, I don't think because we agreed. And Denim Days was nice, too. Yeah. You know, there was the same thing. We've agreed like we on other titles leading up to that. We're like good with a couple of them. And then when that came up, it was like, oh yeah. And then it was done. I mean, it wasn't even like open for discussion. It was just Google it. Is there 18 million of them? Are we cool? Good. We were done. That was yeah, it. And ironically, I had the idea for the cover of the album, what ends up being the cover of the album prior to the title. Yeah, I had a title that really didn't work with the artwork, but I knew that I wanted to come across as some kind of um salve for what was going on, you know? And then ironically, because a lot of it was about, you know, <laughs> the opposite of domestic bliss, but, you know, the things that that 
tend to happen down the line after Happily Ever After. And then the first few songs on the album, you know, really weren't about that. You know, they they we we bypassed just straight up love or whatever songs until like the third song. <clears throat> and then I was like, okay, you know, I don't feel like we're beating anybody over the head with it. And it still felt like that. You know, we understood, you know, we understood what it was. And then with the artwork, which I think is really phenomenal on the cover, it it all ties together. You know, it's probably one of my favorite covers we have on our albums. Yeah. As he looks it up. I like it better looking at not it. Not even released it. We haven't even dropped the the cover. No one's seen yeah. it really. We've been doing the tease with all the other stuff, but even the back cover, it's 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 good. It all works. Yeah, Frost it works. from Frost Foundry, who did the uh, the Echo in the Canyon record, also came over and helped tease that out of us. I did so much work, and his sister knitted the crochet box. I can show you. It's right. Behind. Yeah, it's all the way back there. Giant. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we used practical. We, we used Hold we on. used practical things. We 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 bypassed using all that CGI and Chat GPT that the kids are so fond of these days. We were like, we're not getting any Skynet for us. Wow, that is a that is a pretty Sorry, amazing for, looking for, box. Yeah, for yeah. not listening, if we're listening and not seeing it, but mm-hmm. she yes. she ended up having to get a. Uh, like a brace for her elbow because she they decided they needed to do it and they didn't do all three sides but she ended up having it's huge it's huge <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, look, yeah you can fit a you can fit a head in there a human head yes uh, we've tried others and i passed <laughs> out and then they called the police right looking. at what point then is it time to go to the to go to the rest of the band or, or like, or like other, like the drummer and, and that kind of thing. We usually do the demos and then he'll come in and sing the demos and we get them kind of like, you know, close and then we'll play them for the guys. And then sometimes we don't want to do that because we don't want them to get a preconceived idea of what they think it's going to be because we think it's going to veer off from what the demo is. Cause it's only sort of limiting to do it by ourselves. You know, I'm not going to be able to get the, full sonic idea out so sometimes we do that sometimes we'll just i'll just play and we'll see if it organically builds out from there a lot of the guys we play with are so good and we've known each other we're all friends so it's a lot of they bring their own thing to it you know and it's generally correct and then we just listen to the radio and say rip that off yeah that's what we do you know, like that song, maybe a little bit more like this or a little bit like that other song or the tone. Of the thing. <laughs> no, you know, it's just because we all have a very similar vernacular and, and, and similar tastes. Uh, you, you would hope, you know, you would hope after however long playing with people that there's a, there's a relative shorthand to things where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I kind of see what you're going with that. Or it might just be now think completely outside of the box. Don't do anything. You know, we love XTC, but don't do anything like XTC on this song, even though I know that that might be where you want to go with it or whoever, you know, that that I know we're turned on by. Or, you know, it's very easy to avoid Beatle cliches, you know, the descending like piano the song, the hell, you know, or the devil, you had the, the change, the, the, the devil hell you, you don't know, know. The hell you don't know Jesus. the title. You don't know. I don't even know the title. Um <laughs> that's a song that you know we didn't we went in and it was like oh do a loop and we kind of built it and that was a little bit of a departure so that was kind of like we played yeah it dave way like helped band. yeah put that together dave way kind of made a loop and then we kind of you know wormed in little parts and it, it came out cool we that i think we morty and i kind of had an idea of where that was going to end up going but um i would have gone even more theatrical but jordan was like tone it down over there schmaltzy yeah and so <laughs> i went okay okay you know, there's another version of it where I'm a little bit more. I mean, I, I adore musical theater and I adore Danny Elfman and Oingo Boingo. And, you know, and then because of that, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, Louis Jordan and and uh, um, Cab Calloway. And, you know, there's certain there's certain elements to these people, the hokum songs, you know, these this kind of, you know, a lot of personality in it. But if you don't know the band, you don't want that to be the first thing somebody hears so that what they, you know, you don't want it to be the squirrel nut zippers, 
from the jump. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because then you then there's very difficult to say, you know, it's like if you're the stray cats and that's your ethos, then you're going to present as the stray cats every time. But you can't walk out of the thing and be like, it's a stand-up bass and it's a, you know, a rockabilly, you know, a uh, um, hollow body guitar. Go, man, go. You know, and then the next song is nothing like that. Like if Queen had started with Crazy Little Thing Called Love, you know, it would have, you know, it, it it's an anomaly to what they do. So, you know, we we have the other songs. And so there's songs in these albums that are, that are um, a little more um, ambitious in that way. But if you know us, it works perfectly. And we did play them live on the floor. I mean, we recorded live. We did overdubs, you know, fix things and added other parts. But all the the whole record is a band playing in a room together. Yeah, most of it. Yeah, at most the same of it time. is full. <laughs> yeah, full. At least at least the rhythm section, and then a bunch of you know original we, vocals from. Yeah, the, we kept the original well, stuff rhythm, from, piano, bass, drum. Could, yeah. yeah. And then we had some guests come in and play, you know, extra little guitar things, some horns and, uh, you know, some backup vocals. You know, the vocals are always fun because most of us sing and we have to sort of tone down how easy it is to fall into Eagles category or, you know, or want to want to do a full stack of like, oh, my God, we can we get at 10 more. Always end up doing it. You know, and, and Warren Zevon is a, a we were in a band with him years ago. The, the sixth son of, sucker. Son of Warren Zevon and done music with him our whole lives. And he's on every one of our records. Um, so he comes in and sings. So there's even more voices. And it's just, you know, it's like and then we did it around one mic, maybe even this one um, where everybody, you know, moved and sang like the old days instead of just piling on so i mean it's it was it's really cool and that's also really exciting when you hear that you know it's like the icing on the cake and the polish and and i don't have to do anything and it's also fun when you have like the various configurations like we came up with the kids and stuff we had the kids there and they 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 are all on one song as well they're on i'm not they're the shush they're the shush you hear on i'm not tired are are (laughs) jordan mine and jordan zevon's kids are all around the microphone going on that song. Where's my publishing? Yeah, exactly. Where's my publishing? (laughs) And then, yeah. So, so, and then it's, you know, different configurations for backup vocals. It would be like, Hey, let's get Jeff, Jeff, come here. You stand here this time and you stand here, Morty. We don't want you anywhere near this one because you're already on the song. We don't want to hear you in the backups. You know, we want it to be unique. You don't want it to be a little too insular, you know, and there's a million ways. And I'm sure you talk to artists. There's a million ways that you can do this. And it's fun to sort of utilize every one of them. It's fun to make the White Album as a band, you know, versus everybody in their own rooms. Well, and that's something we don't actually hear about much these days is that, and and I mean, certainly COVID I mean, it, it definitely forced people into their own separate corners. And I think a lot of people kind of used it as an excuse just to record alone. But I love the idea of actually, you know, getting together as a band and just and just hammering through all the songs. I think, I there's think a- COVID made yeah. us want to do that. I mean, we always like to do that, but we had done records and recordings with that charity thing and other things where I did a lot of stuff by myself. And it is kind of fun to see what, you know, this game of telephone, you know, and the the tracks go around and then you come out, you're like, you don't know what anyone else played. So it's just kind of fun surprise. But um, after not playing for so long, it was, I think COVID was instrumental in getting us on our instruments in, in the room. You know, and, and because we, you know, we come, one of the things we've been doing for the last, you know, for the last few decades uh, is something at a, at a, there's a delicatessen in Los Angeles called Cantor's on Fairfax uh, in, in kind of West Hollywood, lower West Hollywood. And we've been doing a jam at the bar there called the Kibitz room. And uh, we helped start it in like 91 and we've been doing it all this time. And because when COVID happened, everything kind of shut down. We went a few months, nobody knew how long it was going to last around March. And then, you know, um, uh, some sad things happened. And then a few months after that, we decided when Jordan was sort of ready, the core five guys from that 
we're up at our friend. I mean, one of our players, the, the collective is called the Fockers, Friends of Cantor's Kibitz Room. Before and, the movie. The movie yeah, came considerably before the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Ben. But yes, before the movie. But yeah, it was a, uh, we, he's, uh, one of our guys uh, is, a, is a Grammy winning producer, our guitar player, J.J. Blair. And, and by the way, he's up for a Grammy this year. If anybody wants to, uh, I think he worked on, what is it? Joe Bonamassa and something else. I and mean, he worked on a few different Eric things. Gales? Was it Eric Gales? Eric Gales, right. Mm. Okay. And so, yeah. So he, um, oh, and the Smokey Robinson record. Oh, yeah. We will not name. Yeah, no, the Smokey Robinson record. And so he, um, he said, why don't, you know, because there's a latency, not to get in the weeds about audio stuff, but basically we're on Zoom right now. And we're having a conversation, but we're all off by, a, you know, a second here or there, a millisecond here or there. We don't know that because the conversation seems to be working. But when you're playing music, you know, when you've ever had everybody sing happy birthday at the same time on Zoom and you're like, none of this matches up. So people were trying to figure out how they could play live. So what we ended up doing is we would go up to JJ's studio and we would all be in different rooms. Jordan would be in the tracking room or the dining room. Dan Rothschild, our bass player, would be in the uh, in the living room. Uh, David Goodstein would be in the you know in the drum room. JJ play guitar, and um, I'd be in the vocal booth, and we would be going directly into the board, but we'd be using our own devices to film us. So just like we're all here, imagine all four of us are in the same house. Or the same studio space. But sequestered but alone. People with are masks. watching and they can't see. They only see us in our individual How area. are they playing in sync? And how they're like, they- how did you beat latency? <laughs> so we did that. And what we do with the kibitz is we start playing and we don't stop. That's generally the way that we try to do the kibitz. Like a DJ set. We Once don't we rehearse, start playing it downbeat. It's just yeah. like poker night. We just show up, play, and whatever comes out into one song, into another song, into another song, into another song, into another song. Whatever comes to mind, and we, you know, by the we replace we players while pretty, we're going. We yeah, we just don't stop. Have the audience clap their hands and keep going, and you know, have the drummer keep playing. The drummer switches out while the guitar player is playing a rhythm. Whatever. So the idea was, could we pull that off online like this? And then we started doing it, and then it became a three-hour tour. No. <laughs> and then we started doing it for charity. We did it for like music, uh, yeah, we music raised, cares. Yeah, and, music uh, cares and uh, uh, the asbestos. And Leoma and yeah. uh, there was another one. Uh, um, what was it? Oh, uh, oh uh, St. Uh, Jude's uh, yeah. uh, and uh, Habitat. The one, John Stamos's one. Which was that one? The one for the, uh, for the children. Uh, 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 whatever. The it house, was, yeah. whatever, yeah. It was so, all when, the, so the idea was, hey, if we could hair. do We were trying positive. to save his hair, and we That's did. We Thank God. We yeah. a, I got it. I had a John Stamos hair <laughs> transplant, and now he's got a best-selling book, and if you see right here, I've taken his grays. Yes. So so that he, I'm his Dorian Gray. Yes. Yeah, no, so we, we figured out a way to play for hours online and entertain people in their house, and all of the, all of the shows were put up at JJ Studios called Fox Force Five. We're the Fockers. It became Fokker Force Five. And then uh-huh. when charities thought we were being, you know, but uh, it's up on our it's it on our YouTube page. Five. It's on yeah. the Fokker FF Five YouTube page, our YouTube page, and you can watch us every. Yeah, you can watch umpteen hours, train wreck, and yeah. also succeed here and there with just random songs of people writing in and going, uh, "Play this band," and we're like, yeah, "Okay," in real time. You know, John would say that he'd be in his pool and he would be like, you guys know Mop the Hoople? And we would be like, yeah, here we go. Do a little Mop the Hoople for John in his pool, you know, during the summer with nobody around in quarantine. <laughs> so, yeah, it was there was a lot of really fun, a lot of fun stuff. And then when we when the world. Even old, old all day soccer songs, people would call him and be like, OK, we'll do a couple of like, those. Make a, yeah, it was like four of the uh, four of the suckers. And then and then JJ, who had worked on and produced and and played on on the se- second and third album, second third, yeah, I think so. And so yeah, it's it's a, we we tend to stay with. I mean, we're fortunate that we have a lot of very talented friends, so we tend to we tend to have a nice community around us. You know, should we should we need 
to have something done. We don't have to go far. To you find don't have any people. doctor friends, which is weird. Yeah, that's what we need. One doctor friend. They're all musician friends. So that's good. But when you're sick and you don't know what it is. We, you I mean, don't say, let me have a bassoonist come over here and, you know. There are bassoonists in the house. Yes. I'm a bassoonist. <laughs> yeah, the, the drummer's not handling that part. To, no. No, but he yeah. could keep time for CPR. You know, it's like that 104 beat, like right? Like, you're supposed to do staying alive when you do CPR. Yeah, I was offended recently. Somebody told me there's a Taylor Swift song that you're supposed to use for CPR. And I was like, I don't have time to listen to a Taylor Swift album. To, just to, you know, just, I've, just, I've stayed staying alive. I've it's the same. Willfully same. ignorant so far. Billy Jean, it's all the same. Or Sidewalk Hearts on our record. Same. You can listen to that and you'll save a life. All right. Well, that, I mean, and save a life and save a life. I mean, now, now that's advertising. I mean, that's, right? that's really the way you want to go in that case. And I mean, you know, Morty, you talk about John Stamos. I mean, he did his 60th uh, birthday, birthday celebration, some singing there. And, uh, and how was that? Uh, I didn't feel a day over 59. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, he's, he's, I mean, he really is a perennial. <laughs> he, he, I think music keeps you young. Um, and Tannis root. I think he might be chewing on Tannis root. It's all that, that, that Greek, the Mediterranean diet is what I think it is. He eats uh, whole Mediterraneans. Genetics. Yeah, entire Mediterraneans in, in one sitting. Um, you know, I, he's, he's, he's a musician at heart. And there's a lot of guys like that. We used to play the Viper Room. Johnny Johnny Depp was a lot like that as well. You know, it would he'd be alone and he would just be like, "Hey, so yeah, so Mick Jones." So when the Clash come, and you'd start like having conversations about that. And when uh, I was talking, we we're talking on another podcast about when people start talking about music. It's 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 different than mo than movies because with movies, once you've done a lot of them or TV shows, whatever it is the magic of it is still there, but you see how things are, how it's lit, what directions things come from. You know that that's from a different take. You know, you could start feeling how, how the, how the sausage is made, but records music, a lot of the time is still mysterious. Music I still is, sit around and listen mysterious. to like, I it? listen to James Mercer and like Shin's records. And I go, wow, wow. Even if he explains it to me, I still go, wow. And I've been doing this a long time. You know, we've been doing this a long time. I'm still wowed when I hear something that's out there. And for someone who's been doing it as long as we have in, in you know, whatever forms of success that is, there's something so fantastic that there's still magic. You know, when you still see Paul McCartney and he pulls out a song and you go, well, I mean, it's Paul McCartney, but still, he shouldn't yeah, have that track record. He like shouldn't John, be able to do that anymore. With John Stamos or anybody, really, whether you 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 have that song or a band that you like, it's a shared memory, even though you grew up separately or just met. So when you can talk about that band, that song, you're both teleported back to that moment. And it's like a shared memory where you can bond over that, even not knowing someone or being a, a big star or a guy with better hair, a guy with worse hair, you know, a person. Don't feel bad, Jordan. I think, you know, we do, well, we do agree on some things being him. It's true. No, um, so that there is, so there's that, you know, there's that we, we all look up at the moon, you know, it's just the Rashomon kind of thing, the Rashomon thing of just our points of view of it and what was going on in our lives at the time. But, you know, there's that, and, and, you know, that's where I was getting at with that is the music really does kind of keep you peppy. You know, it keeps you excited. I mean, the fact that you see somebody who has other th things going on, you know, Johnny touring with Hollywood vampires or Stamos playing with Neil Morrow or, or any of these other guys. It, it, it's fantastic. You know what I mean? It's still the thing that, that keeps people going. It's the reason we do the kids room, you know, where else are we going to play hours a week just to do it? You know, we're not doing it. It's, it's not for money. Lord knows it's not for money. We you do know, get we're some doing French it. fries and a sandwich at the end of the night. But yeah. it's the poker night and all the musicians come, you get to play with so many great people, people from around town will stop in, see what's going on. And, you know, you get up and you play songs that you would never, I mean, we'll do a TV show theme. We'll do Zeppelin. We'll do 
Prince will do, a Joe Jackson song will do, whatever it is. And it's just, you never know because someone comes and you go, oh, that guy played on that record. And also, and yeah, we're not we're afraid play, of falling on our faces. Which so, we do every night. Every time. You every have time. to. You, you know, and that's part of the, the FF5, the live uh, during the quarantine was there was something about playing live in a room where there's, there's a lot of forgiving. You can make eyebrows, you can jump up and down and make a phase, there's drinking. But when you're playing and you're being recorded and going directly into people's living rooms and they're getting it in real time, <clears throat> there's something about the fact that, you know, it's warts and all, you know, you don't get to see that a lot. I think that's a reason people were so blown away by like Get Back when the movie came out. Because if you're in a band, it makes absolute sense. You're watching it, you're like, oh yeah, Paul was like, well, I got to play something. So, and then people are like, oh my God, you see, Paul wrote that song. And I'm like, you know, he wrote a lot of songs. You just weren't in the room. You just didn't get to witness him come up with, you know, the impetus for the song. And that's like, what it was. Yeah, yeah. If you like to see bands play together and fight together, you watch, let part it be, of you watch FF5. Yeah, I was excited that you'd see all of it. You would see the creation of material. You would see people going, yeah, that's not going to work. Funny you would see squabbles. Yeah, you see a lot of laughing of just oh ridiculously laughing. It's playing because we're laughing so hard. It's good, you know, but it's... um. Yeah, it's, 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 it, was, it was a window into stuff that a lot of people don't usually get to see because what you get is the finished product or you see a band playing live and most of the time they've been touring it for a while. So even if they're loose, you know, Pearl Jam and it's a different set list every night or the Grateful Dead and it's, it's a different, you know, a sort of jamming in that way. That was the idea. We show up and we kind of try not to have an agenda, maybe an opening song, and then just go, let's see where it goes. Is there any holidays coming up? And we'd be reading. We'd all have our like iPads in front. We'd be reading people in real time writing things. I bet you can't do... You know, whatever I get you, you know, the pretenders and the cars and you go, let's put the pretenders over the cars. <laughs> you know, let's do something that's over like the gold. pretenders with the cars. Yeah. And then yeah. Back into Billy Squire. You know, and so it was it was really anything that you could come up with, you know, and so and with that, because of that, that also helped inform what we do with the record because you know we're we're open to so many suggestions and we're open to different directions and we know that there's many different ways to play songs you know there might be the, the germ of the song is there and as long as most of it's there you know you can take what was there and twist it into something completely different in fact i i appreciated how the shins uh the last record heartworms and then they had the what is it the 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 worm heart or the heart of the worm or whatever it was they released another record with all different versions of the same songs on the first record played in entirely different styles you know they just completely the heart of the worm i think it's called and it's completely devil you, you don't know, know every song but just in a in a different style let's yeah, let's try that one punk rock you know, and that I thought was, I thought that was very brave to do, to sort of go, these are not canon, you know, like maybe you prefer the other way of doing it. It's like, you know, the same way there's several revolutions. And if you were around at the time, you'd be like revolution one was what, you know, but you heard you it lost. after revolution. So it was kind of weird. The what? I think you lost Morton. Did we? No, no I'm, I'm still here. looking at it. No, no, he's there. <laughs> well, it's Morty Morton. I'm like, oh, gotcha. Well, that that would be the post Morton. <laughs> yes, post Morton and the petite Morte. Yes. So yeah, so yeah, so there's For all so, your French Canadians out there. Yeah, we're very oh, we're very we're very fortunate to have outlets in which to sort of do that, and that gets out a lot of jollies too. We're not forced to only have it in the rehearsal room or in the studio to feel that there's a need to uh, over-exaggerate the importance or the whatever it is. As long as it gets across, we, we know that in a day or two, we're going to be back, you know, in a room, just banging it out and getting our jollies. So that's actually, that's actually a really nice feeling, you know, and I, a lot of musicians and we're, we're very uh, grateful to have that to have a place where, I mean, if you're in Los Angeles on a Tuesday night, go to Cantor's Kibitz room on Fairfax between Melrose and uh, Beverly 
and you know you'll see us playing for hours and you'll be like i wish these guys would stop so i could walk away but you know that's the idea we don't want you to you know we want to give you something you don't see and you don't know who's going to stop by you never know you know it's and so that consistency and everything is we're just incredibly grateful to have that and to be able to exchange ideas with other people you know because it, it just and the, I mean, and the hang in the fries at the end. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying is who gets to, you know, I don't we think do. Pearl Jam always gets to go out and play with whoever, you know, on the road. You're always passing each other. So there's something kind of great about whoever's in town showing up and seeing old friends and them knowing we'll be there and, you know, and then just. Well, certainly not. What was the guy that, who played with us at Kibitz and Pearl Jam that did that one, one and never came back? I don't. Who? The drummer for Pearl Jam. He was the second drummer. Oh, there's been five drummers. We know some. Of them. Oh, Dave, Dave. Uh, no, Cruz. Uh, yeah, Cruz. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, he did one fucking. I was like, ah, ah, can't do this. this yeah, is it's just... a lot. It's a lot. It's not, <laughs> not Jeremy and Paul. Stacy came by the other week, and we've had, you know, I mean, because, you know, because drummer, that we have a lot of incredible drummers in our fold. And then, um, uh, then when they stop, you know, there's other ones that's Jimmy Paxson when he's not on the road with Dixie Chicks. Oh, who okay, got from uh, Better Than Ezra? Um, blanking was just there like a month ago, and you we did we did the um, oh my god, I'm blanking on the name. That's terrible. I'm blanking you're on the horrible. You're a horrible. You're a horrible. Rewind. Let's go on to something. Ask us a question. Let's move oh, on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, I mean. When it comes down to, I um, mean, you talk about about being live. Like, when it comes down to actual all day sucker live shows, what does that look like? It looks very similar to yes. the Kibitz room. With <laughs> it looks to like the Kibitz room. I mean, I will tell Jordan, you're not allowed to wear that. But yeah, no, you know, it's it's the same because we same. play so much. We know what we're going to play. It's the only difference. Yeah, I'm a little more. I'm a little more. Um, I like the theatricality a little bit more. I, I, well, I never, I never not, I never am not who I am, which is sort of schmaltzy anyway, and sort of that way. But, you know, we're playing originals and, you know, some covers maybe, but we're playing originals and you want, you don't, you don't want it just to be like, whatever. You know, you want to kind of go like, hey, this took us some time. This, this yeah, means something to us. We're, and we're Hopefully doing this means something to you. Yeah. And we're trying to get it across and every show is, you know, you're kind of, you're selling your wares to people. So you want it to be good, but we all, I mean, we're, we play so much that it's kind of like, it's always going to be, if that, I mean, it sounds crappy to say, but we're always going to be within the margin of good. We're not going to suck. <laughs> you may have better nights, but we're not going to go out there and suck. Just that's not awful is what you're saying. That's past. We're past that time now. Not awful. Not awful, correct. You try not, not to be awful, but you know horrible. you got to have you got to leave re, you got to leave room for awful. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and if you weren't ever awful, then you would never be good. That's yeah. true. Well, well we were awful plenty yeah. of times, but you know, for the, the our median is decent. Yeah, we're so. we're looking for 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 mad decent. I think yeah. is where we're 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 looking to shoot a a a perfect target. Mediocre and potatoes. That's what we want. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Mad Decent is going to be the name of this podcast. Mad Decent, Mad Decent, Mad and Decent. Awful, starring Not Awful, <laughs> starring Not Awful. Yes. How many shows do you guys have coming up as uh, yeah, as All Day Sucker? Uh, I don't know that we have any on the books right this second because the holidays are coming up, and we are a festive lot. No, but because we because uh, well, our drummer was just out on the road with She Wants Revenge. He just got back. Um, uh, I don't know. Jordan's playing with Cat Power. You've got a bunch of Cat Power dates coming. I up, have right? Cat Power dates. We just did a live record of uh, Bob Dylan songs at Royal Albert Hall that wow. is coming out the same day as Feel Better is coming out. What Both. about what about the uh, on the tenth? Wait, what about um, uh, Sydney Opera House? Yeah, we did Sydney Opera House, but we recorded. Hey, what about uh, Carnegie yeah, Hall? That's not, we're not doing that yet. That's later. That's in February. Oh, not, was that, should we not tell anyone in Canada? No, no, it already sold out. Oh, good. Okay. Well, then <laughs> my you mom can't. Bought a, my anyways. mom bought every single ticket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
and she's selling. She doesn't them. like having anybody around them, but she's going to be she's going to be hawking them in front. So yeah, no, well, this it's things got booked up, and we're you know I have that record's coming out. The uh, Christmas it kind of dies out, and it's like you kind of want to you know. Um, we're hoping to go back timing. in the studio, maybe to do maybe another record. I mean, we've got an entire another record. I I'd, I'd love, or at least to demo all the new songs to have them also to be to re- to be ready to go whenever that happens. And then you know, out of out of thin air, we said, "How about November 10th? We put out this record." We said, "What are the odds?" The <laughs> Beatles are going to release another record on the same day that we decided to release our, out of all the timeline of all of the history. I thought when we got past the 60s, certainly the early 70s, I can't even believe the mid 90s record is coming out on the same day. When I saw that, I was like, oh, you're kidding me. I mean, yeah, well, well, while you're at Amoeba, while you're at the record store, drop down a few loonies and yeah. pick up. Uh, all three of the records all three yeah the, you know about loonies the expanded oh do i know about loonies don't talk to, <laughs> don't talk to me about exchange rate my friend <laughs> yeah, you know i i uh the blue the expanded blue records coming out and uh so that's coming out on the same day so while you're at remember how exciting that was like you go and it would be like a new a new kiss record and a new you know whoever record or you know and you'd be in the you know in the in the 90s or with early 2000s it would be like you know the new weezer record the new beastie boys record the new and you know you just look at the board behind the counter and it would be like two more weeks two more weeks till the new elvis costello record i can't wait till this comes out you'd be at the listening station waiting you know, there's, you know, we were fortunate to to be of that generation that still got excited and where music did not just sort of get farted into the ethers, you know, by by some program of just kind of like, well, here it is. Did which you is, guys hear I, now and then today? Because I the did. There's now and then it. Don't out today. It for me. The, the last Beatles song. Don't spoil it. I'm waiting for my daughter to get home from school for us to listen to it. And I'm, how can I I'm, spoil it? I mean, I'm no, but I'm giving myself that. I'm giving you know how little excitement there is in music anymore. I'm giving myself till my daughter comes home to listen to that with her to have a communal experience with my daughter of going. We're actually both hearing a Beatles song for the first time together. We're listening to this. I, I want you know to look at how, uh, my daughter's named after the Beatles, so it's like to to think about. She's that, called Men. She, yeah, she, she's she's called Tory in school. It's she's terrible. called Fool on the Hill. You know, <laughs> to 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 be in you know it, it to be in a world where we can both here experience that for the first time. I don't care whether it's good or bad. You know, I'm just happy that it exists. And then we're going to go see Kiss tomorrow night. So that gives you an idea of you know how I make a, a really cool kid really uncool really quickly. But it's my kid. That's the coolest kid possible. Possibly. You Possibly. Know. Yeah. Go watch, go look at B and Daddy cartoons and then see if you have the same uh your old Instagram page and see if you have the same idea. Yes. My my son is has uh, gotten himself into King Crimson and uh, Rainbow and stuff. So he's uh he's all over. <laughs> oh, the drummer yeah. the drummer for King Crimson celebrated his birthday at the kids' room with us a little while ago. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Stacy. So, you know, that's like a... Thank God he didn't want to play any of that complicated stuff. God, that would have killed Dan song. How is she in a King Crimson? Like, where does that... Like, the, <laughs> You know what? That... You start with Steely Dan, and then you veer abstract. <laughs> how old is she? Oh, he's he's 15. Oh, he, oh he's 15. Well, if it was yeah. a she, then, he, then she wouldn't be into King Crimson. That's a... It's like, <laughs> like rush. You know? Yeah, my daughter knows the band. songs. You know, just enough, just enough to pass. 15 King Crimson. I'm going to go hit my 12 year old now. <laughs> We're not being in. Yeah. Like, like what's wrong with you? <laughs> so, so before we let you go, I do, I do yeah. want to ask about, about, um, you know, Southern California and like, especially like the sunset strip. I mean, you've played all over there. How important is, you know, the locale to your music? Oh my God. Honestly, like, you know, 
to grow up here and the show, but you, people think, oh, you probably had a lot of you know nepotism. Nobody helped us. Like we never had any celebrity, you know, musician fathers, but the community helped us because you're playing around great people and we're actually very supportive of each other. The scene when we were at like a house band at the Viper Room, all like the Wallflowers and um, Tonic and all those bands. Room 5. Room 5. Yeah. Yeah. Used to come, we sneak them into our shows and it was all very supportive. And there were scenes now. Well, we were never a part of the big, the huge, you know, there was a metal scene that happened in the late eighties, early nineties, prior to grunge. But we crossed the street to the Viper. (laughs) Yeah. But it never, you know, it never, we were never of the spandex and, you know, you know, uh, finger, pointy devil horn although thing. we did play on bills with faster pussycat and yeah, we did play yeah gazaris and we played shot we were nothing like that kind we of we were on the pop bill of those you know they'd be like and then the pop section but ellie gets a bad rap because what yeah, you guys are like-minded bands it's hard to get who have a keyboard player well, yeah well that's true i'm the only keyboard player in an all metal show but um <laughs> But the, yeah, it's a really is. It was a supportive community. And like, I have a kid now, and he says he goes out and there's no live music. It's all DJs. Like, he doesn't even know where to go. And he grew up in LA. So that's a problem. And a lot of it is, um, I think the, the, all the hotels and everything that's going on in Sunset right now, where it's becoming like Times Square, and they all came, you know, to get a whiff of the scene and then killed the scene. So we do need to use it. Yeah, it's almost like them paving over Disneyland to make room for more people to come to Disneyland. You know, it, it, it Los Angeles, the way we grew up, and, you know, they're not knocking progress or chronology. You know, we're both born in Hollywood, uh, um, not, and, you know, pretty close in age, and met in high school in Los Angeles and grew up playing the strip when we were in high school and then going to school the next day when we were kids. You know, we was like, you know, we we're like, oh, we're playing the same stage as Bruce Springsteen and Bob Marley and The Doors and The Germs and Van Halen. And I mean, literally the same stages. They had not been cleaned or, <laughs> or waxed since that day. But to play the Troubadour and the Whiskey A Go-Go and the Roxy um, and then Madame Wong's West. And these are the places, you know, Fishbone and Oingo Boingo. And, you know, and the, all the, the entire punk rock scene and then the entire new wave scene. And then, you know, it was there was something about there was something about Los Angeles at the time. And I've been a DJ now for 25 years as well. So, you know, I, I get with musicians getting kind of upset about that, you know, because that's just a different sort of facet of musically what I do. But. As far as that's concerned, the the everything's bound to change. I'm sure you guys have the same way about that where you're like, oh, you know, that used to be whatever over there. I mean, I, you know, I used to be able to see oil derricks over here. And I used to see, you know, we would go to, you know, on our second album, there's there was an amusement park in the middle of town called Beverly Park. That's where Walt Disney sat on a bench and came up with the idea for Disneyland. And it had been there since the 40s. And it shut down in the, you know, the early-ish 70s. And that had been a place, I mean, right in the middle of town, you never would have believed there'd be like a little amusement park. And and coincidentally, there's a song about it. On, on that, yeah, on the, on on the second album called Beverly Park. Yeah. <laughs> but so that, you know, there's always going to be that. And I've told, you know, we have a friend named Allison Martino, who, who has been a, a fan, a friend of the bands for a long, long time. She has a page called Vintage Los Angeles, Vintage LA. And you'll see her online. And she's another one of, of, of you know, diehard uh, Native Angelinos who has a real soft spot for that era. But, you know, like I said, you can't, you can't feel bad because things change. You just have to, you know, like I said, I tell my daughters, like, take pictures. I know it seems contemporary, but you're going to look back on all of those moments and you'll be the one. You know, nobody thought when they were filming in 1961 along the Sunset Strip that it would ever not be that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then four years, five years later, the, the you know, the topology, the, the, the geography of it changed. And then just the sociologically, it changed. 
you know, and then a few years later, I never would have believed in the eighties, you know, the hair metal thing would be a complete, you know, would be all over the strip and people would be in these, you know, these garish outfits and the hair and the whole thing. A really good way to like show how cool it is or how cool it was and how much we celebrate ourselves <laughs> in LA is when Quentin Tarantino was making uh once upon a time in Hollywood and he did everything legit. He Hollywood Boulevard one way was closed, put up all the fake posters, um, ads, bus, bus, uh, stops, greeked out the front of the clubs that were there. I mean, and you would go back, oh, shit, this is amazing. I mean, it really looked like it did. He, they did not, they have a couple of clubs, they had a move that weren't there anymore, but they really went for it. I mean, and you would go down Hollywood Boulevard and it was 1969 where you go to like the El Coyote where Sharon Tate went and they had it all done. And they're, they're, that is great, but it, it's, it's ephemeral and it goes away. But um, I'm glad that it's been preserved in the movie, but um, I think we're just lucky. Like you're not going to get Quentin Tarantino going to let's say Alberta and bringing it back to 1969. So all the stuff that happens here. Um, oh, that'd know. be like moving one of the plants. <laughs> yeah. like, hold on. Let me, let me put down some precious snow. Let me, snow. Let, me, let me change the snow. But, yeah, I mean, that's outside of Morton summarizes House. a little kind of what we're saying of like what used to be here, all the history that's here. And we are horrible at it. We just we are not good. It's not like New York where we will keep things. We just kind of pave. Yeah, Los Angeles is in a constant uh, reinvention of it, whether it's necessary or not. It's in a constant reinvention uh, because there's a limited amount of space. There's lots of space, but it's in places where sort of people move very far away but our our entire central town is tiny you know really you know of of where all of this stuff happens and so you know it's just constantly like you know it's almost like the people get upset when movie studios change backlots you know what i mean like people literally get upset when they're like you know they yeah. went to the warner backlot and they tore down fake new york i mean what are fake neighborhoods coming to it's true. There goes you know, the fake Seven Eleven. Remember when they used to have a fake mom and pop there? Now it's fake corporate. I can't take all this fake the fake progress that's happening. And so maybe we should fall into the sea. Yeah, we should. <laughs> maybe As we statistics and statistics say we will. We will well. Well, you know, as long as you don't do it, um, you know, before so, November 10th. <laughs> before November 10th, because otherwise, I mean, that would put a really bad cap on, on a great album. So no, <laughs> it's not great on these coasts. Or he give you a great podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The well, last thank you the last podcast me. they did before the earth swallowed them up. Last day sucker. Yes, the last, last day sucker. Sinker. Yeah. But yeah, guys, we really appreciate that. And you know, like we said, feel better. Um, if, you know, uh, it really does, we stand by the title. The idea behind it is, uh, we like to know that there's going to be some kind of journey, hopefully that the record takes you on. And, and there's some stuff there that'll sort of, you know, take you through it. And I mean, it helped us, you know, and, you know, we were on one side of it, you know, uh, I, I, it's we're very proud of the album and it's our fourth and all the rest are all available on all the, uh, the streaming uh, platforms, what loose all the music into the skies and everything. So yeah, all four, all four of the albums will be out soon. And then hopefully we move on to the next one and we keep getting you. If you're in Los Angeles, come by the kibitz on a Tuesday night or look for all day sucker on the road or cat power, everywhere that his mom hasn't bought all the tickets for yeah or you know what she'll 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 give you some she's she will she's a mom she's a she's a hat come on she's a jewish mom she <laughs> needs you to be there to tell so that she can tell you how good you are while you're there enjoying how good he is so hit up my mom on the socials there you go yeah <laughs> get some get some tickets okay there you go <laughs> Well, you guys are awesome, and, and like I say, love your music, and and I totally look forward to getting down to L.A. to see you guys. But um, 
Or don't threaten us. We'll get up to see you, man. Okay. You know? Up there. All right. Yeah. Yes. We'll I get mean, there. Just do something about that snow. I, I'd love We'll to. let you know what months of the year to come. Thank yeah, you. Okay. There's good months. There's bad months. Eight months of the year you'll want to avoid. Well, yeah, you know, and, and, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a reason. We'll figure out a reason to come up there to play for you guys. Or we'll just play in your – we'll play in – you guys have basements? Is that a thing? We we can find a basement. That's Okay, problem. there we go. Set up the, yeah, we'll set up yeah, the show. We'll, play, we'll play your show. We'll yeah. Set up in your house and we'll do it like we did. And no okay. Ladies. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. We're in it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a deal. Done deal. I live long. Y'all be, y'all be cool. Thanks for having us. Thank you so well, much for having us. Thank yes. you. Thanks a lot. And we will talk to you again. All right. <laughs> Bye. 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 I got it.